Welcome, folks. This is Mark Steiner. Good to have you with us for our latest podcast. We are staying local here in Baltimore and talking about some music that is really um, amazing that the history of music in Baltimore is something many folks don't know. It's deep. It's long. A lot happening. Being resurrected. Once again, Brooks Long is in the house. Hey, hey. Musician, songwriter, a singer as well. Robert W. Deutsch Fellow at the Creative Alliance for this year. And then he's being employed. So if you have a job for him, let us know. We'll let him know. <laughs> good to have you. <laughs> Brooks, good to see you, man. Good to see you. <laughs> it's a pleasure. No, <laughs> and Kevin Coombe is in the studio. Kevin is the author of the line notes for Rujak Records Reissues, which we're about to talk about, and author of DCSoulRecordings.com. Uh, which offers an incredible collection of local soul music, and Kevin, good to have you in the house as well. It's great to be here. Um, I'm about to say you can join us, but we don't have phones anymore, so you can't join us, but you can listen and write to me later at marketsteinershow.org and let me know what you thought. So, Brooks, where do we begin this? So, I mean, you're producing this stuff at Creative Alliance. Yeah. Right? So uh, I have a year-long fellowship with uh, Creative Alliance through the Robert W. Deutsch Foundation, and I have a final project, and... um, I had known about Rujak Records, uh, which was a uh, a soul label, in uh, that got started in the 1960s. Um, that was kind of on the on the edge of Sandtown, Winchester, which is where my mom grew up. Um, so I always kept that in the back of my head for a couple of years, thinking, you know, if I ever get a chance someday, I want to highlight this history someday. And uh, through this final project. Uh, I will be at uh, Arch Social Club on uh, Saturday, November 11th. I'm going to be, well, we are uh, getting together a uh, group of young musicians, mostly teenagers, uh, to learn the some of the old songs and perform them with uh, two people who were on Rujak Records, Winfield Parker and Joe Quarterman. Uh, and Joy Postel, who's a, a younger per who's amazing, uh, she's going to be performing as well. Uh, and the whole goal is to really uh, connect the generations of musicians on the stage and connect the generations of uh, of people in the audience, and uh, in general, just get uh, people in Baltimore to value their own music. Hmm. And so, and so, Kevin, I'm curious. I mean. So how did you get into all this and Rujak Records? Let's go back and talk a bit about Rujak Records and what that is. We've done shows about Rujak before uh, with a bunch of performers in the, over the years. But so talk a bit about, I mean, I heard your name through uh, um, through folks, you know, that uh, Scott Johnson and others that you were doing this work. So talk mm-hmm. a bit about that. Sure. Well, where I come from, I'm a music historian based out of D.C., uh, research D.C. and Baltimore music. I uh, got really into that you know, a long time ago, started tracking people down. Along the way, ran into a lot of information about Rujak Records, uh, which at the time I didn't know much about. There were certain releases uh, as a DJ on the side that I was interested in playing out. So I found that stuff, and I started to track more people down. Um, over time, as I built my archive and connections, uh, I was able to find a lot more material and Really, I think the the most important point was when uh, a local Baltimore guy that I knew had tracked down the person that had cleaned out the old Rujak headquarters, mm. which was at 427 Lawrence. 
And there was, you know, there were contracts, there was sheet music, there were records, whole lots, whole lots of stuff. Um, so what we did is we went through that and we started to try and get a full accounting of the history. Why was that important? Well, um, it's important because it was really one of the largest labels period in the Maryland region, definitely of the highly local variety. And uh, it was also important because it is probably the biggest soul and R&B music hub out of Baltimore. So and so and so, how did you all two hook up with this? I, I guess that was well. Initially, I heard about you through uh, Cliff Murphy, uh, who at the time was the director of the Maryland uh, tr- Traditional uh, Arts uh, Council. Um, I, I was an apprentice there, and uh, he said, "Did you know about this record label?" And you know, my mom grew up around the street, and no, we didn't know anything about it. Um, and I, I heard about you through Cliff, um, uh, but uh, I, I think we we finally linked up through through Scott Johnson, who um, who has been a, a lot of a lot of help as a uh, person with a lot of connections he used to play um with winfield parker who was uh, in, on rujack i know you're doing this gig a week in, on the 11th at art social club you they used to have like really restrictions on how you could look walk into arch they can do that <laughs> on saturday uh you used to come in, you had to come in clean <laughs> if you didn't come in clean to arts they wouldn't let you in the door you well had to be choked up yeah i mean you know you had to have coat and tie and well, she was about being clean back in the day, so they they can do that to you. I think they're they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're easing up a, a little bit, and when I say easing up, uh, I, I mean that if you don't wear a tie, it's okay. <laughs> um, um, no tennis shoes, no uh, no jeans, no t-shirts. Another that I I think they're they're tolerant. <laughs> I think they can hit. How they, about the young artists? Are they going to be able to handle that? I hope so. I hope so. Um, <laughs> man, uh, it's it's a pretty sweet gig. Sometimes you know you gotta clean up for for these gigs. You know, I, they'll be ready. It's they'll be ready time. to go. Yeah. So I'm I'm just curious what the, the, what you, the, so you're putting this together, and I'm I'm just from the point of view of Rujak Records, which was a, a really hot label coming out of Baltimore back in the '60s. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just curious what it was about that that grabbed you. Well, I'm, is it I, the era, the music, the time? What was it? Really, a combination of all of it. I mean, I'm I'm really into the music. I'm into soul. I'm into R&B and funk music. So Rujak had all of it. I mean, they had the early R&B. They had the, you know, developing soul sound. They had the funk sound, yeah. even psychedelic funk sound. So uh, it encompassed everything I was into musically, and of course, I'm into the history. So uh, being able to learn about all these different musicians, Baltimore, and put everything in context, it was great. So, uh, is there? Can you all identify from the sound, uh, the music, a Baltimore sound? I don't know about that. Maybe. Um, there was a Philly it, sound, you know, Motown sound, Detroit sound. Yeah, Stax had a sound. Memphis. I think well, it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, like Chicago didn't really have a sound, but they put out a lot of great stuff, right? You know, I I, I feel like it's the same way for at least Rujak. I think a lot of those, anything. a lot of those sounds were based on the band. 
You know, you had the Funk Brothers, right? Yeah. yeah. You had uh, Mother, Father, Sister, Brother in Philly. You had certain people in different cities, right? But Rujak didn't have a specific band. The Shindells, they used the, mm-hmm. that group a lot. Kiki's band early on. But then moving down the line, they used a lot of other bands, maybe DC bands, other people. So it was hard to keep a sound. If they had always had one stellar backing band, I think there may have been right. a Baltimore like sound. A, like they did in Stacks. Yeah. They had, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were Booker yep. T and the MGs. Right. Exactly, yeah. yeah. In so if we were going to pick out some things for people to hear in terms of the music you're talking about right now, pick a sound we can play. Gene uh, and Eddie, she's true enough. Um, you got that one? I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. That's that's a it's a really funky pumping tune. Um, it was written by. Uh, one of the guests that we're going to have at the show, uh, Joe Quarterman, and produced by Joe Quarterman. I'm sure he did a lot in that. Yeah. yeah. He probably wrote out quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's hear a little bit of this. I would never leave her. <laughs> keep her from my side. Quarterman's going to be there, yeah. right? So you're going to have young, younger players playing this kind of music with him? Yep, with him and Winfield Parker. Gotcha. So that's very cool. So, I mean, um, what are you going to do there Saturday? You going to be there? Yeah, I'm just going to sit there and enjoy it. <laughs> nah. I'll probably talk a little bit when there's we a get discussion. into history. Yeah, there's a discussion happening at the beginning, at the top of the, of the evening. Uh, with some Rujak experts, and you would, uh, you Kevin would definitely be uh, an expert. Um, also, Janet Hall, who is the daughter of the owner Rufus Mitchell, uh, will be there. Winfield Parker and Joe Cordeman will be talking as well. Um, and uh, Paul Johns, who was an arranger for a lot of the Rujak releases, is going to be there. And uh, Ron Bailey, who uh, was a saxophone player during the era, knows a lot of these folks, and uh, uh, is a member of Arch Social Club and can speak to that history, which is a whole other... That's a, that's a different, yeah. <laughs> that whole history of the Avenue period is something somebody really needs yeah. to understand and do in a way that hasn't been done before. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm hoping that that this event will will do is, is spark people's curiosity about... Uh, what things were like overall, you know, right. we, we have a history, not, not just New York and not just Chicago and, and, uh, you know, Philly and all these other places, but Baltimore has a music history too. And Rejack helps to tell that Absolutely. story. Mm-hmm. So what was, you, what, what sound would you play from, uh, Winfield Parker since he's coming too, right? You ever thought about what you want to play? Wondering's a good one. Uh, let's see. There's so Funky many. Funky Party. 
Uh, What's he going to play there on Saturday? Well, we're going to we're definitely going to play both of those, Wondering and and Funky Party. Um, Don't have a little bit of Wondering now. We'll go out with Funky Party on the way out. Wondering is beautiful. I'm wondering, darling, why you went away. I'm curious, you know, that 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 what you think this history of Root Jack Records means. I mean, what its importance is. I mean, you don't just dive in and spend a good part of your life, you know, writing liner notes for every record that was produced by Root Jack Records way back when, and all these new pieces coming out. So describe what's coming out and why you got so intensely into this. Sure. Uh, well, um, actually, the primary reason I got into it is because of the connection to DC. Um, from DC, I am Baltimore. correct, and Rujak that might have was been a stumbling block back in the day. Was that? <laughs> that might have been a stumbling block back in the day. Go ahead. Oh yeah, <laughs> DC. Never heard of it. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, man. Yeah, some blip on the map. Um, so you know, I, I I I'm from that area, and um, I was really into a lot of DC stuff starting out. Of course, Maryland stuff as well. But I found this label that connected both. That was Rujak. A lot of these people, Joe Quarterman being mm-hmm. one of them, was from D.C., but they came up to work out of uh, Rufus's office. So you had Joe there writing out liner notes. You had groups like Leon Gibson coming up. You had Gene and Eddie from D.C. Gene and Eddie, right, right. So you've got all these people coming from D.C., but then you have all these Baltimore people, too, and they're intermixing, coming up with these, you know, these great tracks. So I, I thought that was really, really intriguing. And the studios were on Lawrence Street, off of the Avenue, right? Yeah, off of Pennsylvania Avenue. Not far. Well, yeah. not far. a little, little bit up from there. Yeah. Yeah. Near well, McCullough. McCullough. McCullough and Lawrence was really it was on that corner, and uh, there was in the front a uh, dry cleaners. That was his primary business, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you walked in. Yeah, and uh, in in the back were, was the headquarters. Um, where he would do all of his his booking business and the Rujak business eventually, and uh, here upstairs um, is is where he housed some uh, really important uh, people in the music scene. Well, Arthur Connolly apparently lived upstairs for a little while, right? We well, I guess we'll, that, we'll yeah, the, yeah, he was living there for he a was. while. 
Yeah, well, who, who was Arthur Conley? Yeah, and um, well, great soul singer. Who was he? Yeah, oh, yeah. some guy. <laughs> yeah, Arthur Conley went on to do sweet soul music and had a, a string of hits. Yeah, did did very well before he moved to Europe. But uh, number two on the Billboard charts, uh, sweet soul music. Yeah, did great. Um, some radio DJs stayed there as well. Some mm-hmm. of his friends. Yeah, uh, Rockin' Robin, DJ Rockin', Rockin Robin. Robin, right? And uh, and uh, Fat Daddy both lived there for a little <laughs> while. Um, yeah, so these are these are people who, you know, were the conduits of uh, of R and B music in in Baltimore, and they were actually literally living um, um, in in Rufus Mitchell's place. Uh, so you, you really begin to see, and we'll get into Cars Beach and other things, you really begin to see that the owner of Rujak Records, Rufus Mitchell, um, was uh, a real center of, uh, of black entertainment in Baltimore. He was, he was the business guy, um, and there was another business guy also. So. Who was that? That was Little Willie. Who, there would be no roof without Little Willie. <laughs> there would not be a would not be. or a Rujak Records. Little Willie Adams. Yeah, there would Willie Adams. Yeah, yeah, a legend to himself. I mean, all the. I mean, any major black business in Baltimore from that back in the day, it was Willie's money that, as we used to call him, Mr. Adams. Yeah, it was Willie's money that put, um, put them on the map. Yeah, because you could rarely go to the banks or, uh, you know. There was I, one black bank back then. If I remember correctly, yeah. What was Ideal that? Savings and loans. Okay. That, that was yeah another another bank that was backed by Willie Adams. But uh, yeah. okay, <laughs> it all comes back to the man. <laughs> Salute. <laughs> yeah, but in 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 the best way, right? Because it came back to him, and then he came back to the community, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, L- little Willie uh, um, certainly got his starting capital from. Uh, from the numbers racket, uh, but uh, in you know, which was illegal at the time, and until it wasn't, and he became a consultant to the right. uh, the uh, Maryland lottery. Um, but uh, little Willie, it was a whole was, lot better when people were just running numbers and doing drugs. <laughs> drugs, I'm telling you, there was a big difference. I mean, it was that hustle left? People had yeah. to survive, right? Because when the lottery came in, there was no money to be made in running numbers. Yeah. So, you know, it's um, changed the nature of everything. Yeah. And then he provided a lot of jobs uh, in that way and then through, you know, these legitimate ways. Um, Park Sausages, he owned that, right? And he owned... Put the money behind that. Started Cars Beach. Cars Beach. Uh, Stop Shop and Save. That Stop, was Stop, Shop and Save. Stop, Stop. <laughs> It's hard to say. <laughs> Do that again? Stop, shop, and save. That's it. Stop, yeah. shop, and save. The supermarkets, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Little Willie was was uh, was the man. Um, and uh, well, I think the city and the, and the state owes him a, a debt of gratitude um, um, for m- many things. Is there anywhere in town? Oh, wow. I, I can think of a couple places where we could put them up. They should, they should have. <laughs> they really should. There should be a Willie Adams statue. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Extending something to the community. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Maybe hand in cash to the community. So take, <laughs> not a, yeah. not a we wouldn't. Idea. No, no, no. See, no, wait a minute. 
Mr. Adams would not just hand you cash to the community. I mean, you had to have, yeah. you had to know what you wanted, have a plan, and then he would come up with the cash. Sure. He wouldn't just hand you anything. Yeah. And if you didn't pay him back, you had to pay him back. He never, he didn't resort to violence very much, hardly ever. But you always paid Billy back. Yeah, yeah, there's. <laughs> <laughs> always. That's, so, that's so, good so, business. So I'm curious, before we come back to the Saturday and, and play on the sound before we go, what, what, I'm curious in all this, um, Kevin Coon, what you've learned. What is this process of getting into Rue Jack Records, getting into the history of soul and R&B in the city of Baltimore, mm-hmm. the incredible music came out of this city that you're celebrating this Saturday the 11th at the Art Social Club. I mean, what's it done to you? What, 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 what growth has happened to you because of this? Sure. Well, I learned about the groups, of course, but I also learned about stuff like Cars Beach, uh, how different communities connected, where people went on vacation, yeah. uh, what occurred there. Um, it's a big deal. Yeah, things. I mean, we were yeah. just talking about little little Willie. I yeah. learned quite a bit about Willie that I didn't know about before. And so culturally, there's a lot that connects to Rujak within the yeah. community throughout the years. I mean, really, it was active '63 to '80, so that's a really long time to that's be. That's a good stretch. Connecting to the community, and Rufus was actually the manager of Cars Beach through a large portion of its life. Right, right. Cars Beach, the the segregated um, on the Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, the segregated yep. beach, the in Anne Arundel County. Yeah, Annapolis area. Right yeah, Anne Arundel County. Exactly. Yeah, uh, which became, uh, I guess, Little Willie and Rufus Mitchell, the owner of Rujack, they turned it into one of the top destinations on the East Coast to to go have a good time. And, well, and all the major groups, everybody played there. All the major groups played everybody there. Everybody played at Cars Beach. Yep, it was the Chitlin Circuit. heard of. Right, yep. it was an amazing spot. It was a Chitlin Circuit, but it was like... It's different. It, it wasn't a shack, you know. <laughs> well, what well, well, children's stories were shacks. I mean, you had whether you played in uh, the Apollo or Uptown, or you played here in the Royal Theater. I mean, these were real serious theaters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And those that, were. And so Cars Beach was the outdoor venue from like May to early fall. That was the. Yep. That was you know where where, you, where people went to party and play on the weekends and swim and dance and sing and drink and do whatever. Exactly. And that gave Rufus Mitchell so much power, really. You know, he had that connection to the, the highest levels of the industry. And he, you know, the radio DJs were a part of that. I mean, he had yeah. this network. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And he was able to uh, use that to, to get some tight friendships, like with Otis Redding, right? Correct, yeah. And uh, Stacks Records. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The right. king of, of Stax Records. So let's let's boil down to Saturday. So Saturday, tell me, help folks how to how things are happening, how to get in touch, how to get involved, how to come, and then we're gonna tell us what song we're gonna go out with here, right? Sure. All right. So uh, if you're interested in coming uh, to the event, it's going to be at the Arch Social Club on Saturday, November 11th. Uh, it is a Creative Alliance Presents event, so if you'd like tickets, you can go to creativealliance.org and uh, and purchase them there. What time of day is this happening? This is happening at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. At night. Uh, 8 o'clock at night. Let's be clear, eight, right? 8, 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> 
You uh, can you can be there at at eight, but no one else will. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, it's it should be it should be a great time. Uh, it's, tickets are are you know cheap for something like this is you know ten dollars. Uh, be thirteen at the door. So there you go. Hey, it's good. You so get in this there. Is, and this is this is your farewell as as a Deutsche Fellow for Creative Alliance. You'll be hanging around a while. It may well be. <laughs> we're we're not sure. Uh, I I may be picked up for another year, which would be that'd be very cool. I hope that happens. That that would be really cool. That would uh, be you know more more than expected. So that would be a nice compliment. Okay, yeah, that'd be great. And so uh, Kevin Coom, mm-hmm. what do you think we should go out with? I think we should go out with a message for the kids. Uh, keep off the grass by the dynamic Corvettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the dynamic Corvettes, right? Yeah. Right. Keep off the grass. Kevin Coom is in the house. He's author of the liner notes for the Woo Jack uh, record reissues, a DC based DJ, and uh, author of thesoulrecordings.com, which you can check out. An incredible collection of local soul music. And Kevin, good to have you, uh, meet you at last. Yeah, you too. Been, Thanks been for having work. me. Good to have you here. Won't be the last time. Books long. Musician, singer, songwriter, Robert Deutsch. Fellow for the Creative Alliance for putting on this event this Saturday. Good to have you both in the house. All right, thank you so much, Mark. Let's go out with a little sound. All right. Who knows what evil lurks in his mind, especially when the smoke has him blind. So pay heed, people, these are changing times. Stop, look around you, and read the signs. They say now, stop, don't talk, find your glass. Thanks for listening to our podcast. This program was produced and edited by Calvin Perry with assistance from our intern, Nora Belbidia. You can download the podcast and more at steinershow.org and on iTunes or on your favorite podcasting app. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for The Mark Steiner Show. And please let us know what you think. Write me at marksteinershow.org. We'll be back in a couple more days with a brand new podcast. Madness.